Well, hey there, and welcome back to the show. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you have more than likely heard about my painful discovery many years ago that I was sharing all of my hot messness and icky feels with my son. I learned the hard way that I am a powerful force in my home and that my kiddos are just as sensitive to energy as I am. If I am emotionally dysregulated, they feel it and vice versa. That's why I was so excited to interview uh, Tamara Rosier on the show. Her latest book, Your Brain's Not Broken, is brilliant, and she's a nervous system geek just like me. So during this episode, we have an incredible conversation about the emotional challenges of managing ADHD in families. We talk about how emotional regulation is as much about input as it is about output. We talk about how simply noticing you're emotionally dysregulated is emotional regulation. We talk about teaching our kids self-mastery, as well as her talking about her brilliant book, Your Brain's Not Broken, and the new book that she's working on about families. Now, Dr. Rosier has been a college administrator, a professor, a leadership consultant, a high school teacher, a business owner, and an ADHD coach. Through those adventures, Dr. Rosier has developed valuable insight into ADHD and how it affects one's life. As the founder of the ADHD Center of West Michigan, she leads a team of coaches, therapists, and speech, speech pathologists to help individuals, parents, and families develop an understanding and learn effective skills to live with ADHD effectively. Her brain, her book, Your Brain's Not Broken, provides strategies for navigating the powerful emotional aspect of ADHD. It's brilliant. Now, before we dig in, I wanted to be sure that you have downloaded the free ADHD supports guide I created for you. Because one thing I know for sure is that managing ADHD is not a one-stop shop. There are so many tips, tools, practices, treatment options, and lifestyle accommodations to consider. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and wonder where in the world to start. If you're nodding your head yes, then you will definitely want to check out the guide. It's a super simple step-by-step guide that keeps your ADHD brain engaged because it's interesting, important, and sometimes even a little exciting. So consider yourself a detective as you discover the ideal combination of supports to help you remain calm, be more consistent, stay focused on what's important, shift out of overwhelm and other big emotions more quickly, make decisions more easily, and develop more confidence all while becoming more of the person you know yourself to be. You can download the guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports or find the link in the show notes. And enjoy this brilliant conversation with Tamara Rosier. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hey there, Tamara. It was so fantastic to have you here today. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yes, I cannot wait to dig in. 
But before we do, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing now? Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, I wasn't really ever diagnosed until much, much later. Mm -hmm. And so in high school, I just thought I just must not be that smart um, because, well, I didn't care about school. Right. And I managed to pull good grades, but I was curious and interested in everything. But in my head, that didn't mean I was smart. It just meant I'm curious. Right. Um, I went to college uh, and fortunately I went into teaching and I love teaching so much. But I say fortunately because teaching really taught me about me. Mm, Um, An example is I was in um, an education class. And I remember calling my dad and saying, dad, there's this thing back, back in the olden days, it was just ADD. I'm like right. there's this thing called ADD. I, I, I'm looking at the checklist. I think I have it. And he re- replied, no, that's just one of those made up diseases. Oh, okay. I do think it's funny that today I lead the ADHD uh, center of Michigan, right. but <laughs> um, it's how ironic. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, I started teaching and I kept asking for new, new preps, like new classes to teach because I just got bored teaching the same thing over and over again. Right. And I really got bored teaching the honors kids because they're just so well-trained that if you hold up a hoop, they're be like, yeah, of course I'll jump through it. Right. And so I really loved teaching the at-risk kids. And they were just um, a hoot and we had fun. But another ADHD moment pops up where I'm like, why am I having so much fun? Other teachers are not having this much fun. There must be something wrong with me. Right. Because teaching is a riot for me. So, um, and then just there, from there, I went on to be a college professor and then an administrator. So, um, but it's interesting how those early experiences kind of shaped like my understanding Right. And, you know, I'm in my 50s. And so back then, ADHD was just a naughty boy disease. Yeah. Mostly males had it and we grew out of it. Right. right? So it was embarrassing when I would, um, at my jobs, kind of forget to do calendar things or, yeah. So, so like many of your listeners, um, I have very embarrassing moments Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, supervisors were really let down and kind of going, why can't you do this? Right. And I carry the kind of ghost of times I let down my kids when they were affected by my ADHD. Yes, I know. And, and I know like we're supposed to exercise those ghosts. I get it, but you know what? They still creep up now and then. Yes, they do. So I have four kids. They're marvelous children. Three of them have ADHD. They all survived. Uh, my parenting, we have great relationships, real relationships. And so it ended happily. Yeah. Even though I was baking cookies like at 2 a.m. because I forgot to bake the freaking fracking cookies. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it. (laughs) And, you know, this is before smartphones, right? Right, right. I mean, I, I kind of have my act together now that I have a smartphone, right? But, well, sort of, kind of have my act together but you know you get what i'm saying it's like i do i would volunteer it would leave my head i didn't have a system for capturing it 
And then here I am, 2 a.m. Right. Oh. You know, I I hadn't even thought about that, about the smartphone, because that is what keeps me, my whole life is on my smartphone. Yes. You know? my the the calendar and the um i use a i use a um, project management app to keep all of my shit yep. together <laughs> like my whole 100%. life hundred percent yeah and um you know i i have a theory that when one is diagnosed with adhd they should be handed a smartphone yes and an and an apple watch right and go here you go here you go um this, this is your you need this technology right. yes yes first before yeah. anything before anything <laughs> Don't even take your meds. Just figure this out first, then tomorrow I'll get your meds. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and that, um, I also had that realization with my, or that, you know, my kids are, are, um, I'm also in my fifties, um, had my kids at the other end of fertility and, um, I almost forgot to have kids. We were having fun <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, I'm going to be 40. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> we're we're gonna do this thing. We need to do it now. And then, Bing, Bing, we did it. Bam, quick. But um, but uh, the realization that oh my gosh, like my kids um, and, and we'll definitely get into this. But the emotional regulation or dysregulation, right? That for me, that's number one executive function challenge for me. Hundred. That's at the top. Yep. But that is not what we've learned, right? That yep. is not, that is that, that's not when, when you looked at ADD back, yep. you know, several decades ago, that was not, right. that was not part of it. Right. Yeah. So you know, I'm super excited to talk about this because I am, because uh, the way that I feel and the way that I, the, the way that I've kind of taught myself on my own journey, like I went deep into a decades long spiritual journey um, yeah. and to realize that, you know, that mind body connection, mind body soul connection is like that is imperative for people with ADHD. And especially yeah. women, it seems like the emotional dysregulation. I don't know. We could see it in little boys right right the emotional but that's not what it's called it was called hyperactivity right you know you're bringing up something that's very interesting um and and i think it's so important to understand and i and i lack the the understanding and by the way i was very nervous publishing this book because there hadn't been a complete book on emotional dysregulation and I'm not suggesting mine is a complete book, but I, you know, I lean heavily into, listen, this is the big deal for us. Right. And I was really nervous publishing it because, because I, I'm like, oh, there's no other books like this. Like, what if people are like, what if I'm a laughing stock? Because, you know, we played a, a right. It's the, it's the, the, uh, the script. Yes. Yeah. It's the script. Um, but what you're bringing up is very, uh, important and, what happens is we are very, very sensitive people. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so emotional regulation isn't just about the output. Right. It's about the input. Absolutely. And so I have to remember to be emotionally regulated around dysregulated people. Yes. yes. Tomorrow, my first client is emotionally dysregulated. Mm-hmm. Think of a whirling dervish, you know, she's just a whirling dervish of energy. Right. And I know 
like going in, I'm in, I I'm already kind of like, okay, you need to be your balanced self. Mm. It's almost like in that session, she'll keep kind of pushing, trying to push, push, push me off balance. Not intentionally. She's a right. wonderful human. She's just in an unbalanced state right now. Mm-hmm. So my emotional regulation tomorrow isn't going to be anything external. It's going to be managing myself so that I'm not pushed right off my balance. And so there's, I think for women, women are more in touch with this mm-hmm. because we pick up things. And moms, can we just talk about moms for a hot Oof. second? Yeah. So, so <laughs> moms, when their child is in danger, there's a biological thing that goes off. And it's like, I must save my kid no matter what. Right. And to every mom, I always say we have to increase our tolerance for seeing our kids struggle. Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. That is a beautiful realization. And mm-hmm. I hadn't heard mm-hmm. it said in that way, but absolutely. Yeah. And so our goal, it, because it, we have to actually fight against that empathic nature that we have that says, rescue the child at any cost. Right. Right. And you know, mom, moms are heroic and all in my, in, at my center, I see heroic moms getting IEPs for their kids, like really doing the tough work. But a lot of times I say this mom, stand down. It's time to stand down. He's got to figure this out. Right. She's got to work through this. This is a hard thing for us to do. This is a really Well, it's emotional regulation. Right, right. right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, I think that is probably one of the most difficult Mm -hmm. parts of raising kids who have ADHD when I have ADHD too, is that, oh my gosh, like, you know, that the hairs go up on the back of the neck, like. Mm-hmm. My kids having a hard time, but if I continue to step in, they're never going to learn how to do it themselves. Self mastery, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, self mastery is a goal. Yeah, right. And so, if that's the goal, so it's funny, I, you know, I'm still momming even though my kids are in their twenties, right? Oh yeah, you're always. The mom. I mean, it just changes, right? Well, right. my twenty-seven-year-old just called, and. Uh, a couple weeks or last week or something. And she called and she's like, mom, I, I just need to talk to you. And she has that, that, that timber in her voice that, right. that moms know. Right. And immediately I'm like, who do I attack? Like, you know, I will hurt someone for you. And instead I put myself on mute mm. on the phone. Right. We we're on. And so, and it, and she just kind of, it all flows out. And what had happened is she had just thrown up. And she's like, but I don't think I'm sick. And I'm, you know, and she's just doing, she's doing the ADHD thing. By the way, I don't know if your, your kids have it. My kids have the, we're not really sure when we're sick until our body like knocks us out cold. Oh, right, right. Okay, we'll just keep hitting snooze. Yep. Okay. And I probably modeled that a little bit too much. And so when my kids are sick, they're actually su- surprised. Like, what? <laughs> what is this thing happening to me? <laughs> and so I put myself on mute. I listened to her. 
And then I took myself off mute after, you know, she kind of gave herself a break. And she goes, I said, okay, so here's what I just heard. And I repeated all the symptoms back to her mm. without the feeling. Right. And, and you hear, uh-oh. I'm like, what, honey? She goes, well, my Adderall wore off. And so I'm feeling all the symptoms oh. of a virus that I right. don't feel because my Adderall kind of lets me hit snooze on it. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. And she's like, but I'm really supposed to be at this event. I'm supposed to emcee it. I don't want to let people down. And I'm like, yeah, so that's a big value you have. Right. And I can almost hear my brain going dot, dot, dot. Like Tamara, add the dot, dot, dot. Like <laughs> you see as a mom, I wanted to go, Hey, Hey, you big dummy. You're sick. Go home, get in an Epsom salt bath. Take your, like, right. no, I, but I can't do that. Yeah. And I'm trying to tell parents to do that younger and younger, solve yeah. less problems, listen, repeat. I have to tell you, that took a lot of emotional regulation for me to do. I can imagine. Cause, well, especially because we can see it. We're problem solvers. I don't know if, if, yeah. if you find this in your work too, that if there's a problem, and I'm going to solve it, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's yeah. interesting and important. My kid. Exactly. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah, so biting your tongue. Yeah. I love that you put it on that you put yourself on pause so you could like do your little gasps. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's that's okay. why I have okay. to put myself on mute because I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh no, no. You know. <laughs> and I have to because my I can't trust my emotional regulation all the time. Right. And my kids, when we're face to face, my kids will even say, Mom, I know you're trying to regulate, but you're making a face. And I'm like, Girl, I can't handle my face right now. You're just going <laughs> to have to trust. I'm doing the best I can. Right. And they're like, but mom, I can tell you're already getting mad. I'm like, hey, I'm listening the best I can. Get off of my face because, you know, ADHD people, we can't hide emotion <laughs> on our face. Save our lives. Oh, no. Right. Worst spies in the world. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm very aware of it. And sometimes I'll tell my child I'm having a hard time managing my emotions. Yeah about this and and then that at least gives me some space to go and i'm doing my best right, right now right right that little pause right i love that i love that and that that um that verbalizing with them and not like we, we just talked we just talk about how yes we were before we got on like yeah, i think it was you and i that were talking about this but about the um the uh talking through doing something because it's how oh, yes. we process yep. something so yep. i'm like that's exactly it yeah it feels very um very natural to do that mm -hmm. and i have to remind myself to do it with my children 100 yeah. percent. you know it's so ironic how we save the worst behaviors for home and that goes for parents. Yeah, yeah, that goes for parents and kids. Right. And there's times I work with parents and, you know, this mom said, yeah, I just lost my shit yelling at my kid the other day. Mm -hmm. And like, so you're a trained nurse. Do you do that at work? No. Well, I think you can control yourself at home then. Let's right. figure out ways. Right. right. Like, let's not save the worst behavior for home. Yeah. And I, you know, that we love for our kids who yeah. are watching us. <laughs> yeah. Now I wasn't guilting her. She and I have a strong enough relationship. She's a very strong personality. Right. I wasn't guilting her. We all lose our stuffings from time, mm -hmm. time again. Right. Like, right. I, I don't know about you, but my keywords were, are you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> yes. I mean, when those words came out, you knew I was like, 
just clutching the edge. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? Right, right. They knew like, oh crap, that I was really struggling to manage at that point. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, um, the uh, um, like I said, the emotional regulation piece of ADHD, if I had known that, well, oh, I, yeah. I learned that I had ADHD about 20 years ago and I just, my mother had it. She found out in her fifties that she had it oh, and yeah. it was ADD. It was called ADD and they gave her some Ritalin and it would help sometimes when she needed to focus. But, and I was like, you know, I'm not in school anymore. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't, I am managing. I think we grew out of it. I am yeah. just fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no. The emotion, if I'd only known about the emotional regulation piece back then, maybe yeah. I wouldn't have been diagnosed with bipolar or, you know, chronic depression, anxiety, you know, which, which are things that, yes, the depression and anxiety are, I deal with anxiety every day. Right. Except, yeah. But the bipolar, I was like, this just doesn't seem to, it, it doesn't seem it to doesn't, fit. Does it? Yep. Yeah. It happens to so many women. Right. So do you mind if I bring up another uh, subject around Please emotional do. regulation? Please. Mm -hmm. So in families, and I'm working on my next book right now, and it's on families with ADHD. Mm. So, oh, beautiful. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, thanks. I'm, I can't wait either <laughs> until it's done because I'm having a lot of, um, I, I'll trust the process. It'll be okay. Right. But, um, so we also have these little dopamine seekers in our family, mm, right? Right. So we have a parent with ADHD and then we have progeny with ADHD and those progeny, they love us, but they also love to push our buttons. Right. You know why? Just for the hell of it. Oh yeah. And then they'll be like, ah! and, and like, <laughs> we're losing our minds. Right. And, and so like, I, my kids used to do the snottiest thing to me. It was horrible. I'd be driving a very helpless position, by the way, because I'm driving, they're all in the back seat. Right. And I'd be like, all right, guys, knock it off. And then for some reason, you know, they were kind of bickering, but for some reason they would decide to join forces. And one of them would hit their own leg slap it very loud and went, oh my gosh, ow! And, oh, and act like the other person hit them. And then just start <laughs> cracking up because, and watch me engage it. Right. And they're like, mom, I, you know, mom, I didn't hit her. She hit her own leg. And I'm and they're just cackling in the back seat Right. Because they loved watching me get all emotionally invested. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> So you know, they grew up to be good humans and I'm glad that's how I can forgive them, but they were little shits. About right, it. right, right. Right. And I've seen, I've seen in the families I've worked with, I've seen some families where there's one kid that will just stir the pot and sit back, cross his arms and go, well, this isn't intriguing. <laughs> right. This is great fun. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole, this whole thing has to be a family affair. Like we have to right. talk about, I mean, moms have to emotionally regulate families have to emotionally regulate. Right. So we have to actually talk about this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that you will talk about this in your book, but how do we do that in a family? How do we, Yeah. you know, and well, I mean, it's, 
with ADHD, we all express differently. And I'm talking about my own family. Well, we yep. all express differently. Right. right. So it's not, it's, it's, and it's, it's not easy to explain it to our children because it's not a, you know, a black and white thing. Right. And it's, 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 uh, yeah. So how, what, what, how do you, um, well, manage it in the family? Yeah. Well, no one knows like, um, how to beat up a metaphor than a former English teacher. So <laughs> you probably figured that out for my past, <laughs> for my last book, like, Hey, let's, let's find a metaphor and let's beat it to death. Right. So of course this next book has a lot of metaphors in it. Right. And, um, something, a metaphor that I use, um, for emotional, emotional regulation in this next book, um, a friend of mine, Cam Gott, who is a incredible, um, coach. Mm -hmm. Um, and I came up with this model and it's the swimming pool model. And so we ask everyone to envision a swimming pool and that pool is filled with big emotions, mm. both ways, big emotions, joy and sadness, anger, whatever, but big emotions live in that pool. Right. And our goal is to understand how close we are to the pool. Oh, okay. That's emotional regulation. And okay. guess what? Kids, kids can understand that. And just noticing, just being able to know. I, I love that. Well, I, I'm a visual right. learner. I love a, I love a visual so yep. I can see that. Okay. How, yep. how close am I to this, to this one? Is this the one that I want to be near? No, you know what? Right. I'd rather be near this one. Well, and so I, you know, I've had, I, I work with these just incredible parents. And one of the incredible parents I work with is an occupational therapist. Mm -hmm for children. And so with her own children, we did the pool metaphor and she drew out a pool and she created all these manipul uh, manipulables. And am I saying that right? Manipulatives. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Thank you. That, thank you very much. It wasn't landing right and I couldn't figure it out <laughs> anyway. Um, and she, she had like little toy people. And so when she was, um, so we worked on when she did a debrief with her kids, what, all right, go ahead and tell me your pool story. How did you end up in the pool? And um, remember, this is after the child's calmed down. Right. And the, ch and the child can go, okay, here's me, this little figure. So when she said this, I was already really close to the pool. Mm. And they tell their pool story not to blame the other person, but to understand how they got there. Right. And then the next question was, all right, how did you get out of the pool? Oh, Okay. Right. And she, you know, um, I'm a big believer and it's not just because I'm Gen X, but I'm a big believer that you got to get out of your own darn pool. Right. If you're over the age of six, you can self-soothe and figure out a way out of the pool. Right. Right. I love that. And so ahead of time, we talked to kids, um, Hey, what's going to be your pool noodle to reach for? If you can mm. only float, what's going to be your pool noodle? Or if you're not strong enough to swim to the side, how can you just float for a little bit until you, because emotions aren't our enemy, but having intense emotions can harm us and other people. Right. So they're not always bad. Um, I, you know, I'm just a crazy person. Like you put me at a baptism, I'll just start crying. Right. Because right. redemption is so beautiful to me. Yeah. Right. And I'm just, and I don't even know the kid, right? right. I don't even care. <laughs> right. 
Right. It's the act of it. Yeah. So that's me falling into my pool. But I try not to make like a huge scene of it. Right. And so that's me managing. I, I'm in the pool, but I have a pool noodle. I'll just kind of sit here and float with my emotions. Right. Right. I don't have to have other people um, make it okay, make it. So the, the emotions can be anger or extreme joy or happiness right. or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, I love I love what you're saying here too, because we um the past three years here in our household with the virtual school and the whole, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. Which was crazy. And even after I've been on the yoga mat for 30 years at this point, right? So I'm, I oh, do wow. yoga, meditation, um, energy work, like the whole thing, mind body work. Yeah. But having everybody here for all of that time and all of the emotions that were going, and I just wanted all the emotions to go away. Right. Yep. Everybody else's. I'm like, I know how to do this, but I'm having a really hard time with yes keeping my emotions separate like what's mine what's theirs and how do we how do we manage through this yep. yeah we were we were we were in the deep end in the pool oh yeah and everyone was swimming every day every day right i mean you put a lot of people locked in lockdown with adhd and we're pushing people into pools like Goodness we're gracious. having yeah we were underwater and, and they're not yeah underwater and so it's it's interesting um, to really help families talk about, okay, I am close to my pool today, so I'm putting myself in a timeout. Mm. There nice. was um, one time when uh, Cam and I were working on this metaphor, and we were just kind of really kind of trying to sort it out. Does this make sense? Does the metaphor hold? And I sent him a little text and said, I might end up going for a swim today. And I had little splash emojis next to it right and it was there was so much happening that summer my daughter was getting married that was a good excitement but there was this other stuff happening this was pre-booked so i was waiting on to hear if i would get a book contract like mm, all right. this stuff was happening and i just felt my toes over the edge of the pool and just knowing that though is emotional regulation right right so i Thank had to plan saying that, that. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, so I had a plan. If I fell in, see, the goal of emotional regulation is not to stop all your emotions. Mm -hmm. The goal of emotional regulation is to know how close are you to the pool, take responsibility for your pool, and if you happen to fall in, don't drag other people in. Mm. All right. So simple, right? <laughs> <laughs> so simple. Yes. If you fall in, don't pull everybody in with you. Perfect. I think we Easy. just heard one of your listeners hit her head against the wall. <laughs> it's simple. Thanks. As she's doing 50 things and having all the kids in the car. Yeah. Right. I know, but it is, but it, it's one of those, it's simple, but not easy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, simple. It's a simple That's... concept. But if we can keep it and not make it hard, like we tend to yeah. do sometimes right. with ADHD is make it, it's got like, uh, it's got to be, I've got to yeah. get myself out of the pool. And yeah. I love the allowing that, yeah, we're going to fall in the pool and it's okay. Of course we are. Like, we have no gonna... lifeguard on duty. Right. 
I get the lifeguard. The lifeguard has left the, the building. Yeah, that's <laughs> called a prefrontal cortex. Ours isn't there. Right. And so the lifeguard's not there. So we need to become better swimmers. Right. Better swimmers. That's perfect. And so, Tamara, how do we become better swimmers? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out in this next book. <laughs> no, um, I'm sorry. I'm being sassy, too. Um, I love well, it. And that's, that's, we talk about it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And so I want, I want to be clear to the mom, especially who's listening, who just lost her stuffies this morning because the kids wouldn't leave the house, right? You know, trying to get everyone out to the bus or to the car, whatever. I mean, that's, that's, oh, I was working with a family she's like, I don't want to send my kids off crying to school. Right. But I want them to get out of the damn house. Yeah. Like, they're like, wait, I have to go feed my iguana. It's like, no, you should be in the car by now. Right. And so to that mom who just lost it already today mm-hmm. and is still early, I, I just want to be clear to her, like, yeah, you fell in your pool. You're going to keep falling into your pool. So take responsibility for your emotions. Mm-hmm. Hey, this morning, mom fell in her pool. Right. I'm sorry if that also dragged you guys in. And, and acknowledge it to the family so that we're teaching and modeling. But the mom needs a pool plan. Yeah. Oh. And mm-hmm. I'm really serious with parents because parents will bring these children who are, guess what, emotionally unregulated. Really? Yeah. It's so <laughs> weird. They have this yeah. thing we call ADHD. And then I talk about, I said, okay, so before I work with your child, I have to ask you, how emotional regulated are you guys? Mm, right. And they're like, well, surely we don't know what you're, you mean. I'm like, well, stop calling me Shirley. And no, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so, so then I explain, like, how do they see you handling your emotions? Right. Do you take responsibility for them? Do you, and, and. So usually I start parent coaching before I work with a child. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want the mom to feel guilty who's listening, but I want her to start to take deep responsibility. Right, right. I love that. And that is, um, I think that's the first, well, first of all, it's more, um, it's more empowering for us to own it. Yeah. This is my responsibility. It's not the responsibility of my kids. That's just giving your power over that mm-hmm. everything that I'm feeling is your fault. Right. Exactly. But when oh. we take it and it's not easy and it's right. shameful sometimes, you know, sometimes we feel, we feel embarrassed or ashamed of ourselves for, oh my gosh, I can't believe I let my kid see me like that or experience me. Sometimes it's not even seeing or hearing. It's just the feeling. They can feel mm-hmm. us like, oh my God, mom's a volcano right now, you know? <laughs> That's it. Like my kid's going, mom, mom, your voice, your or your face is telling me you're mad. It's like, I'm doing my best right now. Just tell me <laughs> the rest of the story. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, it's funny because so now put let's go back to Tamara driving younger kids in the back seat. And they're being little hoodlums with my dopamine and they're just like pushing all the buttons because they like it. I still have to take responsibility for that. Right. And even though I joke and I'm like, you guys were rotten, you know, and they still will cackle over that going, she used to get so mad. Um, I still have to take responsibility because guess what? They were smart enough to get in an adult's buttons. Right. And so 
sometimes I talk with parents, but like, let's figure out how your how your kids are pushing you in the pool. And by the way, those little dopamine seekers think it's funny sometimes to push mm -hmm. mom or dad in the pool. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you're with me on that because I'm hoping there's not a listener going, "Wow, my kids would never do that." I, I, I had the kids that yeah. would do it. Right. <laughs> That's and they're good kids. And again, we have they're all grown up, and we have great real relationships. Right. Right. But at the time when they were growing up, like they were like, they knew how to do hostile takeovers. Like they know how to manipulate right. an emotional room. Right. And I had to really kind of go back and think like, how, how am I allowing this to happen? Now, using the pool metaphor, I would ask myself, how am I allowing my children to push me in the pool? Right. And can they push us into the pool? It's not them. It's us, right? <laughs> well, I, I do think people can push us in the pool. But what am I doing standing so close to it? Right, right. Get away from it. Yeah. Tamara, come on. Rookie mistake. Right, right. Rookie and so, mistake. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so mistake. I'm just like, okay. take a step back. Now, remember, we started this whole thing. Moms are pre-programmed to save offspring. Right. And I don't know about you, um, but... I have got to tell you that there are times when my children are not in a good place and they unleash all of their fear, anxiety, anger on the parent who's the safest parent. Right. A lot of times that's a mom. Yeah. And I remember not saying a word during those times and thinking, this is this is because of our close relationship mm, right but it's so fascinating to me because i would never ever let another human do that to me mm -hmm. it's because i'm a mom right now each time i didn't fight back i could have escalated i could have i i i took it and it was almost sorry for the gross imagery but like they vomited right and then they realized what happened and they're like, mom, that wasn't about you at all. I'm so mm. sorry. That's right. That is a gold nugget right there, Tamara. That is a, that is That's... a, um, it, when we, I learned how to stop yep. and just listen. Mm. It was really hard, yep. but I'm reaping the benefits of that now. Yes. Yep. It, it was not easy, especially because I wanted to fix everything and I wanted to. And yeah, when I was getting, you know, verbally not attacked, but like you said, vomited on and yeah. I wanted to fix it. And I'm like, nope, that's not helpful. It's not helping nope. me. It's not helping our relationship. If I can sit back and just listen and hold the space. You know, and then Hold and the then space. afterwards I could go and like cry my eyes out or write in my journal or whatever. But in that moment, and I yeah. really believe that that is why coming, you know, out of the out of the pandemic, are we out of the pandemic? I don't know. But on this side of it, that yeah. um, that I have a good relationship with both of my kids and that they yes. seek me out even. Okay, in their teens. so 
this is this is the key. And by the way, I don't want to hear. I, I don't want anyone to hear that I'm suggesting verbal abuse is okay. Right. That's not no. what we're talking about. No, we're talking about especially the adolescent vomit. <laughs> right. Of the world is so scary, and I can't manage it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You're the safest place, and I'm just going to do that. And right. and afterwards, you know, we always make sure we debrief um, lovingly. But what I heard you say is, I didn't make it about me. Right, right. And that was hard. I kept it about them. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, especially my kids are smart to say things that would hurt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you you landed on something, though, that I think is the whole big picture. It's all about the relationship. Yeah. Spoiler alert, guys. That's really what the book lands on, my right. next book. It, it's all about the relationship. And yeah. you were thinking big picture of what kind of relationship do I want? I'm at a great part of my parenting right now because I know that those little humans turned out okay. Right, right. Yeah, where I'm still in the... Well, it, what am I, I doing? I am. I and I try not to get... You right, know? and I try not to get too smug in this spot because I remember when they were younger going, I don't know that they're going to be okay. Right, right. Like I had a kid not wanting to go to high school. She looked depressed. She, you know what I mean? It just, I had a kid who would punish herself mm-hmm. if she didn't perform well enough. Like I didn't know that those kids would be okay. Right. And I was scared. And so I really want to be respectful of parents who are scared right now. Yeah. And that's why we jump to problem solving. Right. It's right. our own anxiety. Well, you know, I have to say too, during that time, I learned the hard way that my trying to take control and to tell them what to do and how to do it and to nip it and to squash those yep. big emotions, it wasn't working. And it was actually... Nope. It, it was it was making things much worse. So I do not, you know, I, I'm I am not taking this, oh yeah, I just listened. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. It was not like that. It was very right. painful. And there it was, was a lot of biting the inside of my lip. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Well, and that's where um yeah, I know. I, and if people you know, my children especially are like, Mom. Your face is telling me this. I'm like, I'm doing the best I can because I'm trying to listen, but I'm still responding, right? right? So I'm not perfect. But now I'm like, oh, they're in their pool. Yeah. That doesn't mean I have to jump in after them. Right, right. By the way, when someone's in, in a pool in a panic state, I mean, everyone does know you're not supposed to jump in after them, right? Right. right. You're supposed to hand them a flotation device. Mm. Or stick a pole out for them to hang onto. You're not supposed to swim to them. Right. Why? Well, and don't we know they can bring us down? I mean, you know, a a drowning person can bring you down with them. So, yeah, we don't. I I really love that visual. Thank you for bringing that in because that's really really helpful. Yeah. um, Families with whom I've worked have found the pool metaphor helpful Mm -hmm. because it's very easy. As you said, it is simple. Yeah. It is simple to understand how close are you to the pool right now? And by the way, if you, um, if you teach your children the pool metaphor, uh, the clever little kids will start to use it on you. Right. And so you'll hear things like, mommy, are you close to the pool right now? 
And at that point, show enough grown upness to go, mommy is close to the pool. Right. How about how about she just sit down and put her legs in for a second? Like, yeah, I'll just dip my toe in. Oh, yeah, I'll just dip my toe in. There. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I was working with a family. Oh, such they're such a lovely family family, and um, they're in England, mm-hmm. and I we've been working with a pool metaphor. All of them have ADHD. All of them are very high IQ, and I guess um, their mother has a issue. <laughs> with driving in London traffic. And the daughter says, Mommy, it looks like you're close to your pool. While and- she's driving. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> she said, that was really testing because I was already mad at everything. I was mad at the detours I had to take. I was mad at this and this. And then to hear, Mommy. <laughs> and, and so she had to, re- she had to really regulate there. Right. But because they already had language, it was easier to do. Yeah, right, right. So what are some things that we can do before we get to the edge of the pool? Mm-hmm. Or we know we're going to fall in. I mean, it's just human, right? Yep. And, and here's yep. the thing that in all of the work that we that we do, right? It's not about, like you said, it's not about the emotions going away. I mean, we're right. human and we have this differently wired brain right so exactly it's not to make you know and like i said i have anxiety every day right but but i have my right. ways of you know yep. the things that work for me so what yes. do you what do you suggest to to moms and families to kind of to help to regulate and yeah. i know you have like a whole book of things but maybe maybe well, just like one or two yeah well the first thing is own your own anxiety mm, right you know, I was working with a mom last night and she's a great mom to this great kid. And I love them both. But mom has an anxiety about his school. Mm, And mom's like, I think you could have done better on the test. I think you could have done this. And she's not rude. Right. But guess what? That's mom's anxiety. Yeah. And by the way, what boys tend to do with mom's anxiety is it's like those finger cuffs you get at carnivals where one pulls one way and then you're locked into that finger handcuff right. or finger cuff, whatever. Um, the Her son pulls the other way like, no, nah, it's fine. means nothing. Right. Because he's pushing against her anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to increase her anxiety, kind of hurting him towards the pool. Right. And so the biggest thing is own your own anxiety first. Yeah. And when you say, you know what, I legit have anxiety over this mm-hmm. and deal with that, that's like the beginning of really watching your pool management. Mm, right. Um, I have this crazy anxiety about, uh, I have a friend who, when we're all together, will rent a van, two families shoved in a van. She's a great driver. I have this weird anxiety that when I go into um, parking structures in Chicago, they're too low. The van's going to get stuck. Right. And I don't know what happens after the van gets stuck because it's just too big in my head to even go there. Right. Right. And, and I'm just like, oh, I can't take this. I'm so nervous. Um, I have to own that anxiety. Yeah. So when we're together and we pull into one of those places, I go, oh, hey, I'm going to hop out here. And I'll meet you guys at the store. All right. That works. 
it works and she understands why right and i mean she's just this intrepid traveler who isn't doesn't have that anxiety but i'm owning it yeah yeah and i tried staying in the van but wow those beams look so low (laughs) i'm going to tell you so that this is very funny because as you're saying this i'm imagining me with the cargo carrier on top of the car um that was just tall enough to go going down into the target going down into the target parking lot um and um and you know what i still even though i don't have that car anymore and i'm real conscious of when the carrier i still have that i'm gonna go this way instead so i i i i hear what you're talking about now i i gave you an example of such a stupid anxiety no but it is right i have the same thing (laughs) i don't know what happens if i get stuck (laughs) right but but what we tend to do is go you know that's such a stupid anxiety i shouldn't have to do anything about it right well clearly i'm crawling out of my skin so just take responsibility for it right right and so when we do have like becoming aware of our anxieties is so important and not putting them on our children yeah yeah right i know that that just even just the noticing yes because before um you know, I'd been on the, like I said, I've been on the yoga mat for 30 years, but that doesn't mean that once I rolled right. up that yoga mat, that I was going to take right. that into life. It took a long yeah. time for me to learn how to do that. But, um, but just that noticing yeah, that, oh, what with curiosity and kind of like the, you know, the observer, yeah. like, oh, well, isn't that interesting? Even just that sometimes stops it yes. or at least le- lessens it. Yep. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so, and so the idea here is one of the reasons I decided just to get out of the van when we do that is because I was passing on to my kids, right? Because my kids would go, wow, mom's anxious. Well, maybe I should be anxious, right? right? There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And so instead of passing that on, I'm like, Hey, I'm a little bit weird about this guys. So I trust, I trust her to do this. Um, I'll, I'll meet you up here. Right. I'm not ashamed of it. I owned it, but I didn't want to pass it on because that's how we're taught anxieties. Yeah. Either through experience or through someone handing them to us. Mm -hmm. Those are the two ways we get anxiety. And goodness knows I do not want to pass on the anxiety that I've (laughs) carried with me through my lifetime to my kids. Although they do have some of it, you know, there's some, and I, I, I can take responsibility for as much as I can, right? There's still, exactly. there's still I, genetics and all of I, that, well, right? Right. There's still mere humans. Yeah. So um, it's interesting for us, though, um, with ADHD, when I say own your anxiety, I'm talking about the kind of anxiety that that anxious energy that, like, he has to do well on his test. Right. 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 Those of us with ADHD, a lot of us... I would say most of us have anxiety that we use to manage ourselves. Right. Right. Like we know when to do something, right. when it gets like on fire in our brain. Right. So we have anxiety about it. So, so it's tricky. It's not a simple process. I do talk about that in uh, your brain's not broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Tamara, this has been an amazing conversation. I have a feeling we're going to have to have you back and talk more about this because I am like, this is my, I'm geeking out about emotions. I actually have a book um, called the dictionary of emotions on my shelf. I'm looking at my shelf over here, the dictionary of, of emotions. And I just like with my clients, I like to play with them. Like, what does this feel like? What does this feel like? If we shifted this just a little bit, like if we, if we shifted yeah. from overwhelmed to overflowing, it's still it's it just has a little bit of a different feel so i Ooh, i love, love the work that you do in the world and um can you tell our listeners a little bit and i guess so my adhd brain went oh the book <laughs> don't forget <laughs> to talk about the book um but can you tell tell our listeners how to find you and tell them about your book uh so the book is sold wherever books are sold mm -hmm. which is Oh, I just think the funniest saying it is wherever, uh, wherever books, are, books sold. are sold. You can find yeah. that book wherever books are sold. <laughs> wherever books are sold. I'm like, where can they get accepted? it? Oh, wherever books yeah. are sold. <laughs> challenge accepted. So I'm looking at weird little places like, ah, oh, it's not there. Um, but yeah. So for the most part, um, wherever books are sold. Um, and the book does focus on um, managing yourself, um, understanding what your ADHD is. Um, I talk about some bad habits we have uh, for managing ourselves. And uh, for listeners who are listening to the book instead of reading it, um, there's a handout that you're going to want um, at my website, TamaraRosier.com. Uh, just remember, like, this was my first time through it. And the feedback I'm getting, two things from the audiobook. Wow, she talks slowly meaning the reader talks at a normal speed. So just speed that up. We do anyway. <laughs> Two, um, when you get to where you really want, like, oh, it's the solvent grid. Oh, I, a picture would really help. Go to TamaraRosier.com. So I actually just ordered the book. I usually get the audio and the book because I listen yeah. to it while I'm driving, doing my things. And then I like the book for um for reference and so i can make I notes that. and that kind of thing so i just ordered the book because i was i was feeling like i really this is this is like very in in your book you're very um you you're you're very visual in your book so i'm like <laughs> I, I gotta get the book so i just ordered the book but good to oh, know that there is a um that there's a pdf or something a workbook yes. that you can get with it okay, uh, it's fantastic. not a workbook it's just a one sheet just to if you can see the solvent grid, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, yeah. Right. It's just that the audio um, version doesn't have it attached. Right. And I don't know how we're going to fix that with the next one, but I've given that feedback to the publisher. Right. So, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And um, how do people, do you have courses or do you do, um, do you work with people or how do you, what, what, a, what does your work look like? Uh, well, I run the ADHD Center of Michigan, mm -hmm. and we have incredible coaches there, uh, therapists, speech pathologists. Um, so I am not taking new clients mm -hmm. because I have this little task called a book that, right. I'm, that I'm figuring out. <laughs> um, but uh, check out the ADHD Center. And, um, you know, all of my coaches, uh, you know, I'm not good at a lot of things in life. I'm good at finding talented people. Mm, beautiful. And I love, love, we have such a magical team 
at the center. Um, we were, we work together as a team. Um, so you could come in for parent coaching, but your child can also be coached by someone else. We're working together. Oh, nice, right? We have this ethos of treating the whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's really a wonderful place. So oh, beautiful. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for them. And so you check are, that out. You're in Chicago. Where are you? Uh, we're in Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. So, okay. Um, our website is miadhd.com. Okay. And do you work? Do your coaches work virtually too, or is it just yes. physical? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yep all over well, the world. Perfect. So, okay. Yeah. Well, fantastic. I know that we'll be back and I, um, that I, well, that I hope you'll come back anyway. Oh, anytime. Um, you are delightful and thank you so much. I well, mean, thank it's you. It's fun to talk with you. I feel the same about you. I just, I feel like, yeah, I think we're going to talk again. Yeah. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> yeah. I just know things, you know? Anyway. Yeah. Nerdy well, and ADHD. Yes. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your brilliance with our listeners and um, and for the amazing work that you're doing in the world and having the courage to put out that book about <laughs> emotional regulation and ADHD. We needed that. Thank right? you. We need thank that. You so much. We need you. All well, right. thank you. That's kind. Well, thank you, Tamara. Goodbye for now. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. To get started on your Vision Driven Mom journey, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com to download the Vision Walk audio guide. Join the collective of moms with ADHD moving their bodies and their lives forward and leaving overwhelm behind. Anything is possible, even for the mom with ADHD. Goodbye for now.